Hi everyone, welcome to the Understand the Bible podcast. The sermon that you're about to listen to is on Isaiah chapter 60, and you might like to have that passage open. And the theme is from darkness to light, thinking about how God brings light into a dark world and what that looks like, giving us hope. I hope that you enjoyed the sermon. Please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, just to make sure that you don't miss an episode. And also, please do have a look at the website, understandthebible.uk, where there is lots more content available. Thanks so much, everyone, and I hope that you enjoy. I think there's a lot of, uh, a lot of darkness in, in the world at the moment, and I think a lot of people have been, been thinking that. Now, we've been thinking about all of the, obviously all of the things going on with, with the virus, um, being able to, not being able to see people, not being able to you know, um, do what we normally would do. Um, and it, I have to say, it looks like um, things are uh, possibly looking a bit brighter next year. But um, the, what was it? Jonathan Van Tam was saying that you know, masks will potentially be with us for another year or more, and so on. And it looks like um, you know that whatever whatever it's going to be, um, things will not be back to normal normal um, next year. People keep talking and using the phrase. I don't know if you've come across this. Build back better. I don't know if that's the phrase that you've come across. Um, but that's the phrase which they often use, as in, you know, well, this situation, this is a time when we are, um, you know, bad things are happening, but we need to build back better. That's what we need to, that's what we need to focus on. And I think the question which I, which I think is, can we, can we build back better? Is that, is that in our power to do? Is that something that we, uh, we need politicians to do? And this is where I think Isaiah is, and this passage in Isaiah, is actually really uh, helpful for us to be looking at at the moment. Because uh, I think a lot of people think about Christmas as being, well, it happened you know, back then and it was all lovely. There was a stable and there's a nativity scene and there's a baby. And, but th- those times, they were dark times in those days. And, and actually, that this, this passage speaks about the darkness and speaks about the light that happens, what God does. So we'll think about the darkness. It says, um, Isaiah 60 begins, Our eyes shine for your light has come. The glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick darkness is over the peoples. So darkness and thick darkness, that's over the earth. What does that mean? Let's think about the darkness to begin with. Well, darkness is is something that the Bible often uses as the image of what, what the world is like at, at the moment. So let me just give you one example from John's Gospel. John chapter 3, verses uh, 19 and 20, which says, uh, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. So sin and evil 
That's, that's what darkness is, really. That's the, the world dwells in, in darkness. But you know the other interesting thing? Where it talks about thick darkness, that word is used elsewhere in the Bible. And it's used in, uh, for example, in Exodus chapter 20, verse 21, where it says, uh, The people remained at a distance while Moses approached the thick darkness where God was. Isn't that interesting? God came down at Sinai to give the Ten Commandments and it was in that, it's described as being in that thick darkness. Why is that? And the reason is, I think, because our sin keeps us from seeing God. That thick darkness is actually a barrier between us and God. That our sin is actually the the barrier that keeps us uh, from, from drawing near to God. And that it's it's not God who dwells in darkness as such, because God is light. It's us who dwell in darkness. And so we can't see God. If we were to see God, as, um, as God says uh, elsewhere in, in Exodus, then, then we would die. Because we are not, we don't have the, uh, the purity of heart. We couldn't stand it. So darkness uh, hides God from us, and that is, that is our sin. But there's also, more than that, there's a kind of, Isaiah's talking about specific events that happened, and um, what, what happened is, sort of gives a few clues in this passage. He talks in verses 14 and 15 about um, oppressors, uh, he talks about hatred, um, all who despise you uh, will bow down, and he talks about them being forsaken, verse 15. So uh, he talks about sort of uh, oppression. He talks in verses 18 um, about uh, violence and ruin and destruction. And then verse 10, he mentions about rebuilding the walls. So what he's talking about is sort of wartime. They have been oppressed. They've been hated. People have come in and destroyed the city walls. They had um, taken them. But above all of that, above all of that, what happened was it, it says in verse 10, in anger, I struck you. That stood behind all of the, the things that had happened. That God had been punishing them for their sin. And what had happened is exactly as God predicted. In, uh, in Deuteronomy, you can read Deuteronomy 28, where God says, See, I set before you life and death, blessings and curses. If you obey me, these are the blessings that will happen. If you disobey me, these are the curses that will happen. And what happened is the people disobeyed God. They turned to other gods and they were taken away. They were overtaken. The southern kingdom got taken over by Assyria and were exiled. Um, And then the the northern kingdom took another couple of hundred years. Isaiah was writing about when the southern kingdom were about to be taken by Assyria. But Babylon came and took the northern kingdom. Uh, away, and, uh, and that happened in about 586 BC. So Isaiah is looking to that time when the, the people would be taken over by the superpowers of the day. And he said it's a punishment from God for turning away. That's, that's why it's sin. He's talking about sin. So 
That's the darkness. The, the light, he spends a lot more time talking about the light. And uh, the whole thing is actually darkness giving way to light. Uh, it says, verse 2, See, darkness covers the earth, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. So it's the darkness giving way to light. That's what is happening in this passage. The darkness is giving way to light. What does that look like? Again, we'll just briefly go through that. The people are returning. It says, verse 4, your sons come from afar, your daughters are carried on the hip. So the, the, the exiles are returning. The exiles are returning to, uh, to Jerusalem, to the nation. Um, verses 5 and 6, wealth and riches are brought in. Um, the wealth on the seas will be brought to you. The riches of the nations will come. Um, interestingly, it says, um, all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense, proclaiming the, the praise of the Lord. That's interesting, isn't it? Like the wise men, gold and incense. I often think, actually, that the, the gold and incense, we often think about them as representing gold for the king and incense for the, um, you know, the deity night, sort of the we three kings of Orientar. But actually, I, I think we overlook the fact that this is a prediction from Isaiah. It's the, the nations bringing their wealth to worship Jesus, bringing their wealth in. And uh, I think that's, uh, yeah, I, I've not, not really seen that before today. There we go. Um, they would honour the Lord as well, verse 9. Uh, verse 9, they would, uh, so, so the honour of the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, and uh, even that there will be judgment on the other nations, verses 10 uh, to 14. Uh, foreigners will rebuild your walls and uh, it says the nations or kingdoms that will not serve you will perish and verses 15 to 18 everything would prosper I will make you the everlasting pride and joy of all generations you will drink the milk of nations and even it's turning bronze into iron, wood into uh, wood into bronze, iron um, iron in place of stones and so on so it's, it's making everything better and more prosperous that's what God says uh, would happen. Now the question is, how? How is this going to happen? How is the darkness of sin, the darkness of exile, going to be turned into light? All of these wonderful things which are promised, how is that going to happen? And he says in verses 19 and 20, The Lord will be your everlasting light. Your God will be your glory. So he says God himself would provide the light. God himself would provide the light. And it says then, verse 21, then all your people will be righteous. And they will possess the land forever. No more sin. Your people will be righteous. The darkness will be gone. There will be no more need for punishment. There will be no more sin. That's how it's going to happen. It's a sinful people being made righteous and then inheriting the blessing that comes from being made righteous. Well, as we come to, as we come to a, a, an end of this, how, how should we um, put this together? How do we, what can we take into this coming, coming week? What can we remember this Christmas time? It's important to, to understand, and I know that we've already uh, really seen this, but th this is something that is fulfilled in Jesus. 
This is what Jesus said in, uh, in John chapter 8, verse 12. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. That's why we look at these passages at Christmas time. When Jesus came into the world, he says, I am the light. Anyone who follows me will walk in that light, not in darkness. And Jesus came so that we might have the righteousness uh, that we couldn't have otherwise. This is what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So we, in Christ, can become the righteousness of God. We can have what we, we can't have by nature. We can have that righteousness in Christ. So that means that sin doesn't separate us from God anymore. It means that there isn't a thick, dark cloud surrounding God anymore. Think about what happened when Jesus died. The temple curtain was torn in two. That's the kind of access that we now have to God in Jesus Christ. And we can seek blessing from God and expect blessing from God because we are righteous in Jesus Christ. Isn't that wonderful news? So there are just a couple of practical things I'd like to, to leave you with. The first thing is, in times of darkness, then we need to look to Jesus. And it's really important because... It's so easy, I think, at the moment to look to all sorts of things. We look to politicians, we look to a vaccine, we look to um, you know, all sorts of things. Those are all good. But at the end of the day, we look to Jesus as the one who can lighten our darkness. We need to look to him. And the second thing is, when we talk uh, to other people, I think we need to, to pray and seek for other people to come to know Jesus, the light of the world. Because that's the way that the light spreads. That's the way that, that society changes. Is ultimately when people come to know Jesus uh, for themselves. And, uh, and I think that, um, I mean, this is something I often say I know. And I'm sorry if you sort of um, get a bit bored of, of, of me saying it. But honestly, it's, it's so important to be thinking for yourself. Who can I be praying for? Maybe have a list of two, three, four people. Um, who you are praying for to come to know the Lord Jesus. Because all of us in this room will know people who are only known to us. Now pray for them every day. Pray that God would open their eyes to Jesus, the light of the world. Pray that they would follow him and walk in light and not in darkness. And that's something that we can do to spread the light of the gospel, uh, especially at this, this Christmas time. Let's be praying for ourselves to know God's light. And let's pray for others to know God's light as well. Let's pray as we, as we close. Heavenly Father, we thank you that Jesus is the light of the world. And we thank you that although our sin separates us from you, we thank you that we can be righteous in Jesus Christ. And we pray that you would help us to remember that and to believe and trust in it more deeply this Christmas. And we pray that you would help other people, our friends, our family, our neighbours. Um, we pray that many people would come to know the light of Christ for themselves this year. 
especially in these dark days. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.